With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Blue Moon Podcast. Coming up, we've got all the news and views from Manchester City's week. Get involved with the debate by tweeting at Blue Moon Podcast and check out exclusive interviews on bluemoonpodcast.com. It's your club and this is your show. Willie Boy's hand, Riyad Mahrez's missed penalty, Andros Townsend's wonder strike, Boxing Day disaster at Leicester, 11mm out against Liverpool, Leroy Sane's winner, Sergio Aguero's hat-tricks against Newcastle and Chelsea, Bernardo Silva at Old Trafford, 29mm in against Burnley, Vincent Kompany's goal of his career, 1-0 down, 4-1 up, Manchester City are the first back-to-back champions in a decade. Welcome to a special Blue Moon podcast recorded at the Etihad Stadium where we've just watched Pep Guardiola's side win the Premier League title. I'm your host for this special edition. With me is Richard Burns. Richard, how are you feeling? Not too bad, David. Not too bad. How are you? Uh, I'm really tired. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It was um, that was a wearing game, wasn't it? I think uh, probably worth people and we watched it at City Square on the big screen, and it was um, you know, I'm probably probably just a shade second best to actually being in Brighton in the away end for it and, and seeing the trophy presentation, but. Being, um, being amongst that atmosphere and, and being with a crowd of City fans, City did a good job of that today. And um, yeah, it was it was exhausting. One nil down, knowing that knowing that Liverpool were winning, that was the thing because they were never going to blow that against Wolves. And I, well, the, 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 I mean, I, I nudged you yeah. and, and pointed out that Liverpool had scored, and I was like, you know, this is this is now. City need to score, and that's and then it must have been what it felt like twenty minutes, but it must have been like a minute or two, and then Brighton scored. Yeah, it um, it wasn't long, was it? And then all of a sudden, it was that um, you know sort of real and, and present danger that those thoughts are flashing through your head. All your worst nightmares from this morning are coming true. The the, the scenario that everybody was tweeting about, you know, look forward to being one 0 down and having to rescue this one back. Good luck thinking it's going to be comfortable. You saw all these tweets this morning, and. Um, you know, so it proved, and it, it, it sounds ridiculous saying it after we've won four-one, but it's still, even in doing it the easy way, they do it the hard way, don't they? I was going to say, like, <laughs> the idea that typical city still exists should go away. They've just they had to win at Brighton, and they've just battered them four-one. They were in full control of that game for all but what ten minutes mm-hmm. at the start, and. Yeah, we're sat here going, God, it's a, it's a relief that they did it, that they, that they had, that they came back from behind. When in, in fact, we should be confident that they'll come back from behind. Yeah, but that said, we haven't had to for a while, have we? Um, you know, we don't go behind very often. The most recent example was the Spurs home game in the Champions League, where yeah, we did fight back from an early disaster after going ahead early, but it didn't really feel like a victory in the end because they went out of the cup anyway. So, um, you know, it was, it was hard to take any solace in that one. Last time we were behind in the league was at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, it was, and we lost. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say they've been behind. It was eighty-three seconds that they've been behind since that Newcastle game. It just that's that's ridiculous. It's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. I think when we think about that Newcastle game, there's there's something. I think there's something important here that's going to get 
not necessarily lost because people are going to have to talk about how good this City team is because people are talking how good the Liverpool team is so you have, if City finish better you can't not mention how impressive what City have done is but there's something that City need to make sure isn't forgotten in all this analysis City went into this today expected to win because they were a point ahead of Liverpool and went to Brighton where City were massive, massive favourites to win they were favourites from having been seven points behind on the start of January the 3rd City was seven points behind Liverpool could have gone to ten that day could have on that day City became the only team this season to beat Liverpool and since then we obviously we had the, the Newcastle defeat but since then we've won 14 back-to-back games and they had to one less win and we're not sat here talking about City winning the league we've probably shied off and not recorded I'm not, I'm gonna gonna say, be honest, I pr- probably wouldn't have done one to be honest we're probably having a miserable walk back <laughs> to the car instead of instead of celebrating a win City probably not even put it on the big screen today do you know it's they've been perfect and you, you listed all the moments there you know Aguero it just crosses the line at Burnley it's just everything everything that this team has done is absolutely remarkable and it should not be lost that they had to do that because one less goal in in any of the one nil wins or you know one mistake by Edison for a shot that's straight at him and City don't win the league today it is absolutely remarkable and the scale of this achievement it's astonishing it's absolutely astonishing when you put it back to back with what they've done last season we're averaging 99 points a season it is insane, insane. Well, I was going to say the, the the other thing for me that makes this such a good title win and I don't mean this in a um, oh haven't Liverpool done well sort of thing but you know they've finished second with a record number of points They like in any other season apart from last year you would be reasonably expecting to batter the league with that points total and that they've been there all the way through this season means City A have been as good as they've been and B it mean it just shows how good City have been because ultimately I mean you get all the, the laughter about oh should there be a trophy for second place and, and all that and no there shouldn't but there, sh- there, there should be at least recognition of what they've done and City have, bat- City have bettered that they've, they've just been I mean, I, I don't want to say perfect because they haven't had a perfect season, but you know, you can, they're as damn near to perfect over the last two seasons as you, as you could reasonably expect. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're right about Liverpool. I think all season we've sort of seen, and I'm sure we've all felt it at times in the heat of the moment, that feeling that all the luck is with them. You know, Mahrez has missed penalty. Okay, it's not luck as such because he's blazed the penalty over when a £60 million footballer you think should be able to hit a target Come from 12 on, yards. target, yeah. <laughs> but from Liverpool's point of view, they're not in control of him doing that. So a bit of luck. Pickford, with his error in the, in the Merseyside derby. Hugo Lloris for getting out to use his hands in the last minute. Um, all these moments have been in Liverpool's favour. And it's easy to think in that moment that they were lucky. You do not get 97 points through luck. They have been remarkable. And... I mean, you're right, but I don't even know what more to say about them. They, they could not have realistically done more. Of course, they could have done. They could have defended against Sané better before he before he finishes, or they could have scored an extra goal in one of the draws. But, but these, it's, these, it's, are, these are single individual moments. And they you, are. you look at, at what City have done is not only of of I I actually think not only have City not had the luck this season. I think they've been. I think City have had their lucky moments, but I think they've not been anywhere near the sorts that 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 Liverpool have had. I don't I don't remember. I mean, I, it might be heat at the moment, and I, I might be misremembering things here. But you know, I don't remember any instances of of City having 
you know, an out of this world goalkeeper error that has that has yeah. earned them a goal in a in a tight game. They might have had them when they've been two nil, three nil up, or something like that. I mean, there was a, there was one against Huddersfield right at the start of the season where Ben yeah. Hamer was was all over the place. But it was I, I think City were were leading like two or three nil by that stage. It, the, the game was was pretty much in their control. These are moments that Liverpool have had where I mean, you take the credit for putting pressure on your yeah. opposition, but you see them once or twice a season. They've happened so often. And then not only have City done that, they've done it with you know they've had they haven't had De Bruyne all season. They've mm-hmm. had Fernandinho out for the running. Yeah. They, they, they've they've missed key players and still they've been relentless. And that for me it just shows the the scale of of how good this City team is. And with um always worth throwing in there um, with a makeshift left back as well who yeah. is first choice left back now. You know you've got to work out how Mendy gets ahead of him really because Zinchenko has been it's been sensational. It's been this is. Pep's credit and you know credit to the players as well but Pep and his coaching team we've seen it again this year that this success has not just been built on how good the team are this success has been built on the improvement of individual players Raheem Sterling is a better player than he was last season Aguero is once again a better player than he was last season he's so much more selfless than he was Bernardo Silva is a better player than he was last season Adesai Edison is a better goalkeeper than he was last season Kyle Walker, after his dip, Pep handled that brilliantly and we've got a great right-back again now, or somewhere close to a great right-back. Mid-season, we were concerned about whether he could be a big-game player anymore and Pep took him out. Danilo came in and he was fine for, you know, from being a player that we weren't sure about. He improved, he slotted in. Um, Gundogan, you know, I was holding my hands up at the start of the season um, after... I think it was after the Leon defeat. I was sort of I, there was that that Christmas break for where Fernandinho was out again. Yeah. And he, he, he played holding midfield against Palace and Leicester. Yeah. And we were saying, "Well, can he do it?" And then in the running, he's done it. He's, he's a player that I've been guilty of writing off, and it's not because I don't think he's good. But I've, what what I've always thought of Gundogan is he's not he's not a match winner. If everybody else is in form, then he'll he'll slot him beautifully. And if they're not, then he won't. But there've been games this year where he's been he's been dictating it from um, from deep, and he's been. He's been brilliant, and then we've seen his goal today. What a way to cap it! That that free kick was absolutely extraordinary. Um, there's just there's so much that feeds into this that we, we couldn't possibly do it just this now while emotions are still high <laughs> and and probably rambling anyway. But just, that's the point of this. That's the point of doing, yeah, it, doing of it now. Course, yeah, of course. But um, what a team! What a team! Can I? I've got to ask you. You've seen us now in our lifetime win four Premier League titles. QPR last minute. West Ham. We were behind in in that title race, but the last day was comfortable. Um, last season, the joy of 100 points, but we knew the title was wrapped up really on December the 12th when we beat United. And then this year, against you know, I'm, I'm probably leading you to a certain answer here, but <laughs> against our best challenger, which one of those is the most satisfying title for you? Which one have you enjoyed the most? Well, I enjoyed the first one. The first one, you, I, I, I grew up never expecting to see City win the mm-hmm. league. So um, the fact that I, I got to see that, I, it was phenomenal. Um, throw in the manner in which they did it. Um, you'll never see better than that. You've, mm-hmm. that. That is football taking you to an excruciating low and then bringing you to Absolutely. an exhilarating high. Um, I... I think every one of them holds a special different place in my heart. That one, because it's the first one, is, mm-hmm. is wonderful. The uh, Pellegrini title was... Um, I, I, I thought that was, that was the first time that I watched them play real super expansive football all season. Uh, the Mancini one, they played it for a good portion of that season, but in the end, they, the final weeks, they had to dig in and win games. It was not, not quite the same. Um, then 
last season was an absolute joy. Uh, you, you breaking every record going, you, you, you have that. That there was the comfort of knowing that you'd won the title by Christmas. Mm-hmm. There, there was, I mean, we all sat on the podcast every week. We were saying, "Oh, it's not done yet." You know, the, and basically, we, we were covering ourselves it just, was, just in case anything went wrong. It was wrong. more enjoying the ridiculousness of it yeah. last year. It was enjoying game by game and appreciating how beautiful the football was. But there was no exhilaration to it, was it? It was more. Um, I've asked you the question here, but it was, <laughs> it was more an, an appreciation almost of the artistry of what they were doing rather than having to see them dig in over and over again it was uh, yeah that, that's how I'd yeah saw I'd, last I'd, I'd agree with that and to answer your question this one's the best yeah not only because it happened today and recency bias and all yeah. that um, but like I said before this this Liverpool team have have got an unprecedented amount of points for second place mm. and to have for which, for which position second place excellent uh, because to, to have bettered that and to have I mean think back to, to when they lost at, at Newcastle I, I thought I honestly thought oh that's it because um, they, Liverpool played Leicester the next night they were at home and I thought well they beat Leicester and City go I think it was back to seven points behind at that stage I can't quite remember the numbers um, but at that stage I thought oh well I don't see how I don't see where Liverpool dropped that many points um, and I'll let listeners into a little secret for, for the podcast we actually recorded that we normally record the, the show on a Thursday night mm-hmm. uh, so we know the week's results and, and it's out first thing Friday morning uh, that week we actually recorded because of people's availability on the Wednesday night so we were, we were in the studio as Liverpool were playing and so we, we were kind of hedging our bets about what was going on and then you know, you come out of the studio and, and, and lo and behold, they've got a one-all draw and you're thinking, actually, you know, thank, thank God that they've only extended the lead by a point. It, it could have been a lot worse. And look at the final table. That's a, that's a crucial point in the end. Yeah. So I think just the, the narrowness of the margin on this one, the football City have played throughout this season has been, well, it's been second to none. I think, like I said, Liverpool have had the lucky spells and I think uh, in terms of, of, of how the squad have played, City have been comfortably the better team. Um, and the job that they've had to do, they they've been they they've had to be perfect for the last 14 games, and they have been. And that that to me, that's that's a real quality. And like you said, averaging 99 points over two seasons, you know, that makes these last two titles some of the best that we'll ever see. And you know, yeah. they're not they're not going to get worse next season, are they? So well, you'd, you'd hope not. I think for me, the, the word the word I keep coming to to describe this one is. In its unique, you know, like you say, each one's got its own special place. So, you know, if you the first one was euphoric, like that, we will probably never feel that moment again in our lives. Never mind football. That bitter sort of despair that's, to instant that's, elation. That, that's bold talk for a man who's getting married later this year. No, but, <laughs> but no, that's a fair point though because I I know I'm getting married. So do you know? What I mean, that's going to be the best day of my life. Not a surprise wedding. <laughs> that's going to be the best day of my life. But I'm hoping there's going to be no shocks on the day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be. Come, when, for, come from behind to win the wedding. You when, know? when she says I do, it's not going to be after a divorce, is it? Do you know? It's like. <laughs> but City, that's what it felt like. They broke my heart that day before they repaired it all, and it was better than ever. The the Pellegrini one, I don't know the words for that. Last season was just pure beauty. This year it is satisfaction because we've had to be the best over someone who's a credible challenger. It's just, 
Yeah, but I, I can't. If same, I'm just going to keep rehashing the point. But yeah. what a team! What a team! I just want to move it towards a bit, a bit of focus on today's game. Obviously, the full analysis of today's game will come on Friday's show, so we're not we're not going to dive into that. But tell me your honest thoughts. Brighton have scored. Liverpool are winning. What were you thinking at that point? Calamity, because the recent games we've not been that absolute free-flowing best. Um, I did very nearly turn to you. I think I was probably. Well, I wouldn't have been kidding myself if it happened. I very nearly turned to you after their goal and said, you watch what go at the other end and score. And then I thought, no, we're not having this fairy tale today. <laughs> and obviously, we did. So when they scored, I thought, oh, God, here we go. But I can't lie, there was also that bit of me thinking, Blackburn away in 2000, this is just what City do. If anybody knows what it's like to come back on the last day, it is City. Um, but you can't not fear the worst, can you? I think it was the knowing that Liverpool were going to win. I know a lot of people have said Wolves were never going to be the easiest game on the last day. Whilst that's true, prior to today they played 16, uh, sorry, 18 Premier League home games this season, 18 wins, two draws, and one of those draws was against an exceptional team that have gone on to be champions. Um, and the other one, I think the other one was against Leicester, wasn't it? So, you know, uh, when there was a bit of pressure on. So they've, they've been fine. They obviously, today they were going to have the momentum of the crowd. They did have the... It's not the best position to be in, but they had the almost easy position of not having the pressure on them today. They just had to wait and see what happened with City. Um, so I never had any doubt that Liverpool would win today. So knowing that when City scored, that right now we have to score too. We can't rely on a 70th minute breakthrough goal now. It's, there's there's got to be more to it. Um, but I never doubted it from going 2-1 up. That was the thing. Once Laporte scored, it was like, what are Brighton, what are Brighton going to do to this now? City have the bit between the teeth and confidence flowing they were shocked into action weren't they yeah I was going to say this does it does it make it better then because they fell behind does it did, 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 did City need that in, in, in a weird way it's an hard one to answer isn't it because if we'd been 3-0 up in 10 minutes then and you well, ask me no, then. <laughs> no but you know if, if, if you if you ask me you know you could sit here then and say oh well that was the best way to do it wasn't it and I think yeah of course it is to absolutely blow a team out of the water and have an easy last day but now I think, yeah, you appreciate it more for having gone behind. And it does, you know, it puts you into that... Wakes you up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It jolts you. And it, it, but it's horrible. It's horrible when it happens because it's your, it's your worst fear for the day coming true. And apart from a last day against United, Liverpool are the last team in the world that I want to beat us to the league. So there was <laughs> that as well. I don't, I, I don't want them to end their 29 years. If, if we're ever going to not win the league... I, I don't want them to win it. So that was the flip side as well. You know that that sort of pettiness and rivalry. Everything was everything was coming up scouts at that point. I was really pleased that the crowning goals were Ilkay Gundogan and and Riyad Mahrez. Um, I think Mahrez in particular has yeah. had a tough time this season, and especially for him having missed the penalty mm-hmm. at Anfield. If it if it had gone against City, then. I mean, that would be the, the, the point at which everybody pointed to. He'd, he'd have that pressure on his shoulders. I know it was the goal to make it 3-1, but it was the goal that put it beyond doubt. And it was the point where, where you know, Brighton, for, for as, as well as City were playing, at 2-1, it's, all it takes is a deflection. Edison slipped on one of his clearances, and, he, you know, you, you never know if, you, if a slip at the wrong time could let them in. So... The fact, once it had gone to three-one, I think we all relaxed at that point and, and, and went, "Right, this is happening." And it was just—I I just thought it was really nice that Mares got it. Yeah, and you know, he's not had—he's not had the easiest season. And to be fair, you know, at, at times he's been a bit of a scapegoat, and at times some of the criticism has been justified. There are there are moments where he just doesn't look like he's clicked with the team yet. But his goal today was 
beautiful. That touch was, you, you know, if you saw Messi do that, you'd be raving about it. It was, it was absolutely outstanding. And then he's finished it on his weaker foot into the top corner. It was, for a difficult season, he's crowned it perfectly. And I, I can't pretend I was delighted to see him in the starting lineup today. No, neither can I, but, he, but the, the, thing, what, the weird thing was is once I'd seen him playing, I was, I was actually thinking, actually, he's, he's on it today. Yeah, he's, he, just, he knows he just, what he's doing. He justified it. And, you know, once again, who, who on earth am I to, to doubt Pep Guardiola every time you think he's not made, <laughs> he's not made the, the best start in eleven. He usually gets it right, doesn't he? So I was, um, yeah, I was, I was absolutely made up for Maris. And just, just what a goal we've, we've, we've capped the season with two wonder goals. It was great. And, and the Gundogan as well, Gundogan one as well. We, we talked about his influence uh, earlier, um, but uh, we, we've always talked about. A City got a free kick taker, and then David Silver at the start of the season popped up and stuck one in, and we all went, "Why is he not taking them that, that often before?" You know, Aguero popped up and hit the bar at Wolves. I think it was. I don't think he. I don't think he scored a free kick. But we've, we've always gone, "Where's the free kick taker since Torre's gone?" And then Gundogan pops up on the final day and does that. You know. <laughs> to, to be fair, you're skipping a, a, a few decent efforts from Leroy Sané well, yeah, in, in right, this yeah. narrative, aren't all you? All right, yeah, yeah. But, but Sané's not been in the team. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, I did think when we got that free kick, I was thinking we've only had Sané over this. And I, then, was, I was thinking a bit far out. Yeah. Why, why are they lining up from here? A bit far out. It was it was beautiful. When you see it from behind, it's an absolutely outstanding free kick because he's not hit it hard, that hard. He's, he's placed it from that distance. It was yeah, fantastic. And um, we, we've talked in the past about, uh, all, all City fans have heard all the time last season, as City were breaking records, they were, you know, biggest scorers, mm-hmm. 100 points, so you know, net, an unprecedented uh, amount of goals in, in, in a Premier League campaign. And yet, opposition fans were constantly saying, "It's not a great side. You've not done it back to back." Well, now they have. So, like, I, I know the goalposts get moved all the time. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get moved again this summer. Um, but there can be no doubt this is a great side now. It, yeah, and it's it's in the conversation now for the best English league side of all time. It has to be because the, the achievements are magnificent and football works in such a way, you know, it's, it's a constant evolution. Somebody comes along who does something different, the challenges have to rise to it. We saw it, you know, challenges have to rise to the great United team. Wenger comes along, United have to rise to it. Mourinho comes along at Chelsea, United have to rise to it. And now it's City and Pep Guardiola has come in and played football that hasn't been played in the Premier League before. Liverpool have reacted better to that than anybody this season and it's nearly won them the league and actually what everybody's seeing is you can improve that much you can come from fourth gain almost 25 points on your last standing and it's still not be enough and let's just something else to be clear about here and you know this isn't I'm not going to claim City as the underdog however <laughs> it, however they're the underdog what are you yeah. on <laughs> but City didn't City didn't really improve their squad this season because the player that they went and made they made one real signing. It was, in, it was, it was viewed as a luxury signing as well. It was, it was, and that's not to say that you write it off and say that spending sixty million pound on one player isn't significant. It is, but you look at it and the material improvement to the squad made by that player, it isn't obvious, is it? So City have won it with almost, almost the same group, and in in effect for the difference made, they have won it with the same group. It's been consolidation and improvement amongst the team. Liverpool spent, and I know, net spend and all that nonsense, they spent £75 million on Virgil van Dijk, who has been sensational. They spent £75, £80 million on Alisson, who has been sensational. And it still wasn't enough with all that improvement. Now, 
The flip side of that is it worries me for this summer because they've clearly got something right in the recruitment. And if they improve, if, if they improve much next season, then they, next year they might do it. They might pip us to the league next year. But the challenge is laid down. Because City, you said it before, they're not, probably not going to get worse. We're not realistically going to see City drop to 70 points next year, are we? They're probably still going to post a, a points total that in, in almost in any other like Premier League. Like 95 yeah. to 100, yeah. Yeah, or e- even if they post down towards 85, they're going to be posting totals that in most league seasons get you pretty close to the title or win it. So a realistic drop-off, it, it's not going to be huge. The improvement required from the other teams. You know, United finished second last season. They finished 32 points behind us. Need, I say, in sixth place. They're, <laughs> they're home. Um, Tottenham, they had it at one point in around February, March. They technically had it just about in their own hands. Now, they didn't spend any money either last summer, but okay, they've got a Champions League final to look forward to. But that improvement for them is going to have to be huge if they want to challenge for the league. And that's what they've got to be looking to do to build on this season. Chelsea. Okay, Sarri Ball might take effect next season like we saw with Pep in his second season. But again, just the improvement needed. It's absolutely humongous. And at some point, someone's going to come and do it. Some, someone's going to knock us off our perch because nobody wins the league every season forever. But, um, you know, it's just right now, it's, it, it's City's era, isn't it? It's City's era. I was, it's, a, it's such a nice thing. It's such a nice way to sum it up, that City's era. Because um, I, I think back to me growing up in the 90s and being in school and... United doing everything they were doing and City going up and down through the leagues and I thought, you know, what what if City's era was and genuinely for a, for, a, for a spell especially the, the final two years under Pellegrini, the first year under mm-hmm. Guardiola I was genuinely wondering what if City's era was was Ender Mancini start of Pellegrini, what if what you know, what if somebody keeps coming along and what if we're always the bridesmaids and, and it never kind of works out and I know it's such an entitled thing to say after, no, after what, you dis- what, 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 we'd, what we'd achieved in those years but I mean, look at where they are now. This is this is this title is the first back-to-back title in a decade. That in itself is is remarkable. Throw in the points totals that they've had over the last two years, the challenge from Liverpool, the way they've played. They've dropped 30 points over two seasons. Spurs have dropped more than that this season, mm-hmm. and Spurs have. I, I honestly don't know the league table off the top of my head, but they're in the top four. Might be third. Yeah. Uh, I think I think fourth. might be fourth. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think Chelsea wrapped up third. Um, yeah, but, but thirty points over over two seasons. I, I I genuinely beyond the words I've already used. I don't without resorting <laughs> to my thesaurus now. I don't um, I, I I don't know what else to add to it. It's the only way. The only way you can comprehend the scale of this achievement is if you watch enough football and and you've. You know, you've watched football for and make us sound dead old here, but you've watched football for as long as we have. I've been watching football regularly for over 20 years. I've been match goer for over 20 years. It is only through a context and understanding of what normally happens in football to understand what is abnormal. In the same way that anybody who's ever watched a great player knows a great player, but when you see Lionel Messi, you know that somehow he's about 100 levels above even the best player you've ever seen before him. Like. Numbers, and, that, and that's the city team. Yeah, n- numbers. Numbers don't do it justice. Stats don't do it justice. They only back up the context that you understand the game in. And you know, I'm not the biggest football expert in the world, but I, I understand the context of what this city <laughs> team are doing in in historical terms. We we might not see the like of this team again once. If if, if this is it, if this season is the pinnacle, which hopefully is going to end in three trophies, like fine appreciate whilst it happens and if we don't have three trophies in a season ever again 
Okay, we have so we have yeah. we have seen the peak. We've seen the pinnacle of how good it can be. Um, I hope it can get better, but you know, let, just appreciate this for what it is. And to quote a great bit of commentary from a few years ago, drink it in. <laughs> there's, I mean, talking about turning points in the season. The one, I mean, there's, there's, there's one. Liverpool lost one game all season, and I think that was the point at which City. I'm not going to say won the league because there was still a hell of a long way to go, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's the moment where where Liverpool doubted that they might win it, and I think that 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 sowed the seed of doubt into Liverpool's mind, and I think City took full advantage of that throughout the rest of the season. The slip in this title race came on March the third. It was it was Liverpool's draw with with Everton, with Everton. <laughs> and ever since since that day, both teams have won every single game, yeah. and I I just think. As turning points go, you look at. I, we'll talk about John Stones' clearance off the line. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Aguero's superb finish at the near post, and then Sane's brilliant one off off the inside of the post. At that stage, I don't think Liverpool have conceded twice in a game. City were the first to do it to them, and then, you know, at, at that stage as well, Liverpool hadn't lost, and it looked like at, at, that, at that point you say, well, if City aren't going to beat them, you can't expect anybody else to do the job for you. Yeah, well, if Liverpool had gone. 10 points ahead that night it would have been done and uh, you know I, I think I, I text um, I think I text one of my Liverpool supporting friends when they were 7 points clear it's just saying you know enjoy you it might have been after the Newcastle game and I said you know I'm, I'm not happy about this but from experience enjoy this now just enjoy your running and, and try and take it all in because if you win it and it's a procession you, you've you just got to enjoy it because these, you know, these days they don't come around that often. We're lucky to have them a few more than most at the moment. Um, and I was genuinely ready to let it go at that point because ten points would have been too much to make up against a team that doesn't lose games. Um, like I said, they lost one, and, and City delivered it to them. And that is a proper. I remember we, we spoke in 2012 about properly dethroning the champions because we did the double over United, beat them five goals, and then won the league on goal difference. <laughs> that was that was an extremely satisfying way to win that league because you knew that the direct competition against your rivals had made the difference. It's the same again this season. So, so you don't do normal things, do they? When you, when you put it like that, actually, now it comes to think, win the league on goal difference. They've, they've had to beat the the reigning champions twice and six one and all that nonsense and. You know, goal, number of goals scored, and then this season they've, you know, it, it, those Leicester and, and Crystal Palace games. It, it, it should have been so much simpler than it was, and it and it wasn't. And oh goodness me! Um, just one final thing. I happen to know that your best man is a Liverpool fan. So uh, how's how's the wedding looking? Um, he's still best man. Um, the the peril that's been on that, and my fear. Of what? Because I was his best man, and one of my jokes in that was he got married the day before the season started, the 2014 season. And one of my one of my jokes in that was, um, you know, um, as it's an exciting day today, but he knows that the, the usual doubts will return. One special day doesn't um, it doesn't alleviate. I told it better than this, you know. <laughs> one, one special day doesn't alleviate those concerns, and by September, mid-September, early October, everything will be just as it was before. But enough about the season starting, <laughs> and I was obviously they nearly went on to win the league, and I nearly had to eat a bit of humble pie with that one. Um, I was dreading his best man speech if they beat us to the league um, all season. We've always been pretty fair to each other. We've never really gone in for the because we know that at some point the other one's going to have to eat humble pie. We've never really gone in for the taking the 
piss out of each other too much. Sorry, I know it's an X-rated podcast now. Um, <laughs> but for not taking the... I think on title winning day, we could, <laughs> we could excuse it. Um, yeah, for not for not taking it out of each other too much. And this season, he's not been able to contain himself and he keeps sending me a little gif of a man wearing binoculars and every time they've been top, after every game, a man looking through binoculars and just capturing it, looking for City. And yesterday, with a lot of hope, I <laughs> borrowed a pair of my dad's binoculars <laughs> photographed myself with them um, and then one with my dad and when we were falling up I sent those pictures to my best man and I've not heard from him since. So I know he, he was in a pub in Liverpool and I, I would imagine um, I would imagine he wanted to swear to, to send some sort of expletive laden rant to me but hopefully he's sensible enough to know that if you give it you've got to take it. Yeah I was going <laughs> to say if you, need, if you need a new best man then uh, you've got my number. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard uh, thank you very much. That's it for this special edition of the podcast. I'll be back on Friday with a full length show where we'll We'll be discussing Pep Guardiola's two-time champions and previewing the FA Cup final as City look to finish off an unprecedented domestic treble. See you then. That was the Blue Moon Podcast. Please support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Blue Moon Podcast. That's it for this special edition of the podcast. I'll be back on Friday with a full lunch. Almost got through the whole thing without fucking up. That's it.